this week on the Bushwood Oak Podcast, we talk a little bit of game chambers and veganism and being plant-based, and we answer a few questions. One apologies, this show's a little bit late, guys. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik, and me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? Yeah, massive apologies to everyone. My um, my travel schedule has not been kind to uh, the Push Pull Legs podcast. Has um, it? No, it hasn't. And to be to be honest, I've I've had to make up for it today as well. And film about four. I think we did four YouTube videos today. We've also done a Bison's Battle podcast, and I've like, got more stuff to do tomorrow because yeah. Not idea, was it? Hashtag grinding. Um, yeah, also last week was my birthday as well, so and I refused to do it on, on the Tuesday. Um, so, yeah. Fair enough, isn't it? You know Fair I mean? enough, isn't it? Yeah. I've so been doing it for all these years for absolutely no money. So, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really matter. We decided to... This, this one's going, as we record, it will be up within the hour of uh, of recording. So, it's pretty good, isn't it? It's a good turnaround. Well, I mean, that's us. pretty good. I mean, we're trying to get it out as quick as possible for you. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. So. So, 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 people will have like... Well, they'll, they'll have a Tuesday morning one and a Wednesday morning one. Wow, that's... I mean, I that's true. Some people want us, to be fair, some people want us to do daily ones anyway. Yeah, I know, daily. Jesus, that's not happening. No, no, no. That's no, no. definitely not happening. Um, <laughs> I'd have to talk to Tom every day and I can't like that. I uh, That's bad, isn't it? Yeah. That would be That'd awful. Be awful. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw each other twice. I mean, we had a burger with each other twice in, in the last like, week. Too much, Crazy. isn't it? Crazy. Crazy stuff. Who would who would know? It's a bit late for you, isn't it? You're just checking your watch. It is late, man. I was just thinking that then. I was like, oh, my <laughs> long day, isn't it? Frankie uh, had me up at six o'clock this morning, so don't worry about it. Who's Frankie? Oh, yeah. Laura, Frankie, everybody in the bed. Yep. I'm joking. Well, I know it's the yep. dog. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, not Isabel. Jesus. No, she's been alright. The dog that wakes me up first. Wow. Yeah. Not Laura. No, she wouldn't, mate. She wouldn't get up until about 8 o'clock. She fucking stays, stays in bed. She's not sounds, waking up. Sounds about right. Sounds normal. Um, yeah. What are we talking about today, mister? Oh, we got... We, you tried burgers, right? You tried burgers. You tried burgers. You tried uh, Burger and Beyond. Rating Burger and Beyond. Come on, give me a rating. Um, burger, it was very good, Burger and Beyond. It was very, very good. But I think the other thing with burgers, you have to remember, is it comes down to preference. It comes down to what sort of thing you prefer on your burger and that sort of stuff. And for me, it was good. The, t- the tots, the, the dirty tots were incredible. I'll they give are you that. Incredible. They I are think, incredible. I I'll, think I'll as, go back for them. As a, as a place that's like the whole the whole experience, it's really good, right? Because it's a nice yeah. place to sit, nice place to yeah. be. Like, yeah. service is decent. A lot of burger then, places, they just get you in and out or you, yeah. don't have a, you have a stool, you know, that sort of stuff. So it's great from that point of view. But I still... I would still prefer a bleaker. You're just a bleaker that. burger, aren't you? I just love a bleaker burger. Just... I think I actually like the fact it's so greasy and fatty. Do you know what I mean? Like It's just the sides, the dirty tarts. They've got the poutine, which is like incredible in there as well. <laughs> I had to kind of pace myself because I was having two I had two dinners that night. Didn't I? So yeah, I, met Dan for, I met Dan for a, like a 5.30 dinner. Then I had another 9.30 dinner that night. So it's good. Finished. I, 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 in, in hindsight, I could have went full burger and like, I'd probably smash another one, to be honest. I'd have been fine. Absolutely fine. I was hungry you, still. You would have done. You'd have been fine, mate. Yeah. You were, you, you, you were, if anything, I think you actually paced yourself too much with it. You should have gone a yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I got a bit scared. Oh, you pussy. It's burger meat. <laughs> Just eat it. But um, speaking of meat and burgers, could you live a life without burgers, Tom? Uh, yeah, I'm going plant-based now. 
Um, yeah, now, you watch the documentary, didn't you? Now my, uh, my Netflix life is complete. Um, I did see a shocking stat today. I don't know where it was that. It was off uh, what, Phil Lyons. 50, Phil... 50% of people who watch Netflix are influenced by what they see. <laughs> um, mm. It was, no, by Phil Lurney. Um He put the ACA up. Where's the ACA? ACA. Watch, was it him? I'm not too sure where the uh, <laughs> where, where the statistic came from, uh, but 41% of 18 to 24 year olds would trust nutrition advice from an Instagram influencer without questioning it. Which is essentially, what this is. Um, I'm not too sure. There's no. Oh no, it was uh, something about keto. Blah 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 blah. Not too sure what it was. Where this uh, person was from. But you see, I don't think I th- I don't think that is that shocking because I think that most 18 to 24-year-olds would take advice of any kind off Instagram influencers. I don't think it's just nutrition. They would say, buy this clove. They, they would say, buy these clothes. They would say, enjoy an Extinction Rebellion. They would say, you know, whatever. And they would do it. Like, that's the whole thing. They're an Instagram influencer. That's kind of like the the thing, right? Yeah. Well, that's not what they said. Is it nutrition advice from an Insta- off Instagram or off an Instagram influencer? I can't remember what they said now. Influencer of some sort, but yeah, yeah. So I think it's like that whole thing of like we, people forget that people are called Instagram influencers for a reason, is that they influence people's choices by <laughs> by their own choices. I mean, they they even influence our choices, even though we were going to go directly against what they said. It makes me want to want discredit to them yeah. more. Yeah, and I think you know, <laughs> I think we're in a we're in a world where unfortunately that age bracket, the eighteen to twenty four, are heavily influenced more by. Social media and stuff, and I know we joke and what's say, "Look, 18, if you, 18 if you, 24. What's the next age bracket? Then 25 to 30? 34. All right, yeah, I'm they, they lump them together in like there's only six years in there. They lump it yeah. and then they put ten year gap. Like 10 years. Okay. But um, I think we it's easy for us to to sit and watch and go, "We've got to be an idiot to watch a Netflix documentary completely change everything you eat or whatever." But to us, it's like, mate, uh, that's literally what I just did on uh, literally yeah. what I just yeah. did on Saturday. So it's not not literally what Li- you did. It was literally though. Definitely wasn't it, figuratively. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> didn't it change all that. But um, yeah, I just think it's one of those things where we can't. I think those younger people may be more impressionable to it. You know, older people would sit and watch it and be like, "What a load of old bollocks." Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe they take it in as well. But I sat I think, there. Just I think kind there's of... actually a view. There's actually a view actually of the older generation of if it's on TV, it must be true because their kind of view is, oh, they wouldn't let it on TV otherwise. Do you know? Like some people are a bit like that, aren't they? If it's they read it in a newspaper, it must be true. It's yeah. like, no, it's like no, 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 no. no. <laughs> they have an agenda. They're trying to yeah. get people to watch or buy yeah. or sell or shock. That's 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 the thing, right? I and, just, and I sat there just throwing like bacon at it, just little bits. Yeah. Of, but come on, then, Tom. How convincing was it? Like, oh, how super convincing? Yeah. Was it? Was it like? Yeah. Come on, tell I, us. I, tell I, us can, I haven't seen it. I, mean, I just know it's a load of shit. <laughs> so I think I watched. It was like an hour and a half, and I couldn't stomach most of it. I think I probably watched about sixty-five minutes, and then I actually had to, to go out and like see the world. Um, shockingly but I could see how how people from we're, we're in a, we're I guess professionals within this I'm using I'm using air quotes well yeah and like, yeah we work in it we work <laughs> in there. we're not think we're professional <laughs> we, we generally are in the industry god knows how um, and I can see how people who are not in our position or critically minded would kind of overawed and it was very well made and very convincing um, mm. of how what was happening during Game Changers be plant based or whatever I didn't like the guy that it was all about um, I'm going to be honest this MMA guy or 
ultimate UFC chap um, who like won something back in like 2007 um, who seems to be very good at fighting and mm. putting stuff together I don't really understand it um, from up north somewhere English chap but it was the whole thing stemmed from uh, he got injured but he was also he got to being what would be the equivalent of the best in the world at UFC at that time a good like 10 years ago right from yeah. what I know um, but it, it definitely wasn't as big as what it is now, right? Um, but he was the best at it, at his weight, like welterweight or something like that. And But he was fully like carnivore. He Not fully carnivore. He wasn't on a carnivore diet, but he was, yeah, just on a mixed diet. He'd be fine, eating meat, yeah. doing well, training well, clearly pretty good at what he did because he won. Um, and then he got injured, and then it was like a good... 12 month recovery of whatever he was doing like ACLs or PCLs or something like that I'm not too sure Mm. Um, and then he was like oh I spent the next six months researching reading through academic papers trying to find any kind of nutritional gain I could get uh, to get my rehab going quickly and Mm. we've gone to this premise before and we're like the the, the actual research for nutritional rehab it's, it's like all right well we don't really know what's happening because probably what's what's actually helping is the little specific stuff that you, you're very strong anyway so you're going to probably bounce back better than anybody your training yeah. is pretty good also you've probably got some decent physios that are helping you out and if you didn't do the physiotherapy then we'd see if the nutrition worked and if you didn't do that elsewhere and then i'm pretty sure if based off the nutrition i'm pretty sure the physiotherapy was probably more important um that's going to be the limiting factor, not the nutrition. Um, but it could help. We don't know. It seems yeah, it's like the whole thing, isn't it? It's like, oh, I did, I did shitloads of eccentric loading and shitloads of proper training. And alongside, and I, I just ate plants and rather than meat. But it was definitely that that helped. Not, definitely, yeah. That's why, not, that's, yeah. that's why I uh, got better quicker. Not, not the, not, not not the, the person that, that this lad might adapted really fast. And no. he, he was a super responder to eccentric training. No, 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 definitely no, not. Definitely no, not. No, no, no. Uh, doesn't exist. Absolutely, definitely not. does exist. Um, yeah, people can be super responders to stuff. But mm. so that was the kind of aura. And then he was like, "Oh, then his dad uh, got heart disease, or and obviously that's a big thing for meat eaters and blah blah blah. Yeah, they're cancerous. And then they started relating meat eating. So this is what was fucking thick as shit, right? So this is what they they started doing. So apparently the media, it's the exact same media and marketing that happened for smoking, meat eating and smoking, Daniel. Mm. Um, So obviously at the start, they had smokers and then they had professional athletes who were saying they're smokers. That was their kind of thing. So they were like, oh, like Babe Ruth or people who win like MLB and all these guys Mm. who were like, oh, my favorites are Marlboro and all this like James Hunt and all these guys. Um, they were like, oh yeah, it's cool, right? We didn't think it was unhealthy. That's how they didn't sell it. And then it became unhealthy. Research papers saying the blah, blah. And then they were like, all right, we need to, our marketing needs to be by doctors and your favorite doctor smokes. So therefore it's okay. Um, and apparently the same thing's happening with meat. So it was, first of all, it was just like, um, like far, it, they picked all fast food. It was like, they showed a picture of, well, Cristiano Ronaldo having like a Whopper like KFC or something like that. And then somebody, and he was like, I came to it as well because my thing was uh, sponsored by Burger King. And I was like, oh, Yeah, right. but the pro- and then- problem with that they seem to forget is that people didn't smoke thousands and millions of years ago, whereas Homo sapiens ate meat to survive yeah. and be top of the food chain. Yeah. 
<laughs> they're kind of like smoking is not really the same thing as it is man-made. Um, like, I just don't get how they don't understand that we are an animal, mammal who is omnivorous and we eat both. And yeah, that's that's the thing. It was just like it was complete like crap. I'm like, why don't we just eat both? <laughs> but the thing I don't get, the other thing I don't get about vegans is that surely then they don't like animals who eat other animals. No, surely they, have, the they don't like them. Surely they want them to die out because they eat other animals. So why is that cruel? Why is that like? Well, that's, but that's that's not that's cruel, though, is it? They don't they don't campaign against animals who eat other animals. It's natural, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's natural that's for humans, isn't it? Like it's we like, made tools to kill things. Yeah. And happens. the whole thing is like because we have conscious thought, but then other animals must have conscious thought. Like they do, they don't yeah, have they the, don't, the same right. morals that we have potentially. But it's not about morals; it's about survival. It's about like we to get to the top of the food chain, we eat other animals. Like it's just what happens in life. Like it's um, to quote Lion King, it's the circle of life. <laughs> yeah! Wow! Wow! You're going deep today. Um... Well, I, I don't think <laughs> said now. It's the circle of life. So there you go. Um, but, so with, within yeah, so they, they went in further and then they started naming all the athletes that have gone plant based, right? And, and it was just cherry picking articles. Um, so, oh, what was the one I was explaining to you? So about men's erections. Uh, so yeah, off, yeah, you happened to drop that in. I don't so, know how. You, I don't I know don't why. Know. I so, that. that came straight to my head. Um, That's the first thing that came straight to your head. After <laughs> funny, funny, that isn't it? It's, yeah, absolutely huh? crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> and then, so switch off now if you don't want to hear about men's erections. <laughs> Apparently. Um, you can get a kind of firmer erection, which where they they kind of they say they put uh, like the these... amount of the amount of women now messaging their boyfriends, being like, "You need to get plant based." <laughs> I know. Now, um, I was like, are "You going plant based?" Like, no, no, you are now. I was like, "Brilliant!" No, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> so it was uh, so you put like two tubes, two like circles. Hang on. Oh, hang on. Where's this going, Tom? All right, I'll do the, the hand demonstration for you now. All right. What's, what's notoriously like phallic shaped? Um, I've got Hoover. Hoover. There we go. I've got Hoover. There we go. Hoover. Yeah. Brilliant. Hoover. That's roughly how big it is, right? Yeah, yeah. like scale, yeah, like yeah, what, yeah. 18 scale? to 1? Something like that? Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The whole, the whole end of a Dyson. Okay. One of those things. Yeah. Mm. So we got a tube goes there, a tube goes there, and it kind of it measures when you get a firm erection. And so how it's basically it kind of like. Expands. Um, it's a bit like. Um, Oh, what's the what's the training called? Occlusion training. Occlusion training for your penis. Yeah, yeah, you um, yeah it's it. pretty interesting. So yeah. yeah, whenever you got erections throughout the night, uh, it would measure how what the girth was, the circumference oh. of your penis, um, and how long it was on for, and how. I many mean, I'm not being funny, but erections while you sleep are pretty useless. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> whilst you're awake, can be handy, um, but yeah, not whilst you're asleep, apparently. Um, but then, but so they they the. The, the incredible scientific study was um, these three chaps, um, all pro athletes, so pretty healthy anyway, all pro NFL athletes. I think for the Dolphins, might have been Dolphins, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had made, they kept on putting everything in a burrito. No idea why. They were convi- they were, they were just obsessed with burritos, which is was cool. It's like fair enough, like great burritos. But everything, every test they did, they were like, let's shove some lettuce in a burrito, some meat in a burrito, and then see what happens. What's, what's your fascination with it? Okay. Did they have a lot of there? It's not a salad. Yes, fine. <laughs> Why do you have to put it in a wrap? <laughs> um, so they had like so a plant-based thing. A By the way, can you imagine a plant-based burrito? How fucking boring so it would, would that just, be? It was just like beans and stuff, wasn't it? Like, 
and I refried beans. I don't know. That'd be chewy, wouldn't it? It was just Rut, like, like white meat. getting through that. Chug on. Um, there was some chicken and then some like red meat as well. And they made them all eat that, and then they all made, made them eat the beans once the day after. And so the it was just like a bigger. It was like nearly it was between like twelve to sixteen percent um, difference and a, a firmer. Um, Circumference of erection. Definitely for, couldn't for just limit something in the beans or uh, yeah, one of the specific foods that cause like, vasodilation. Yeah, that's pr- pretty much probably right. So whatever's in those little blue pills, then yeah, it'd probably put that in there. So there's there's that stuff that um, they have in like Colombia and stuff like that. So to go up, what's it? What's it? Uh, no, mate, you know. You oh, there's know. literally some like cake that they give them to uh, so it offsets. Uh, mountain sickness. But I'm not too sure what it is. I do know, but I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. Somebody will know. Somebody will Brilliant. know. There's That's a, really helpful. <laughs> they'll know what I mean, but there is definitely like some sort of cake, moon, I don't know, moon cake. Fuck knows. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Uh, we're going to call it that for now. Great. My brain, like, whew, it's late on a Monday. Jesus Christ. Gone. But yeah, anyway, apparently firm reactions. We could spend a good five minutes talking about those. <laughs> Um, but there was other stuff that they, they talked to a plant-based cyclist um, who didn't win the Olympics, came second. Uh, they, a plant-based uh, strongman who is not the world's strongest man, not even top four. Um, and then like a plant-based like... Like marathon runner who pulled his hamstring after running about four marathons. <laughs> you know, I can't understand about this whole thing when they when they someone when they get someone who's just turned plant-based and they win something or they come second or whatever. Is that they just don't seem to understand the training effect of all the years of training? It's like yeah. you're you're that stupid to believe that a plant-based diet in a short space of time can transform someone's career as an athlete. You clearly don't understand the training effect of the eight years previously that they've been working towards and the effect, and, and again, the effect of training rather than necessarily the whether so, your protein source is meat or, or plants. It's, um, it's baffling. So, um, so the interesting thing, is there, is there studies on the inverse? Is there somebody who's been plant-based all their life? Train, 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 train. And then become a meat eaten for six months, and then measure their results. Well, um, no, but I do know someone who listens to this show, who used to be a client of mine, who was a vegan, and through her time working with me, she slowly ate less fiber. She was eating stupid amounts of fiber, like I'm talking 100 grams a day plus, probably. Um, she'll be laughing now listening to this um, and I managed to get her to eat things like cereal rather than bucket loads of aubergine and all this sort of stuff and gradually introduce things like salmon and a few other things and she felt a lot better from doing that than eating bucket loads of vegetables um, and again the, the premise was wasn't to take her away from a plant-based diet it was to go you're going too extreme with it and it's not making you feel good because What's it's the frustration just, of eating loads of aubergine or eggplant Fuck knows. I can't understand Seems why. Seems to be an not unless, you, moment, not yeah. unless you douse it in soy sauce and roast it. It's not worth <laughs> it. Um, take notes. But, yeah, take notes on that. And a bit of oil. But, um, but no, I think, I, I'd imagine there would be a lot of people who, who do that and the, with the plant-based stuff. And they're so, if they do it for long enough, they might become deficient in certain vitamins, minerals and things. And I'd imagine 
that they would feel better from doing it. I think like with anything, that the more you do a diet, the longer you do a diet, and then you change it all of a sudden and be quite rigid and quite strict, whether it's plant-based, whether it be incorporating meat, I think you would feel the benefit of either because it's just different. Like you're going to get nutrients that you haven't been having for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I think you would feel the benefit. But I think vegans may feel an, an, an you know enhanced recovery if they introduce some, uh, you know, some eggs or some, some dairy, low-fat dairy. They probably feel the benefits of it. Um, but the... The problem with all these things is they usually take someone who has been like, when, or meat-based, I'll say meat-based, but where they've been, uh, you know, including meat in their diet, and what they've probably done is not eaten huge amounts of veg and not eaten huge amounts of fruit, probably nowhere near as much as they should do. They then say to them, right, you're going to remove all that, and you're now going to eat solely that, fruit and veg. It's like, no, why don't you just say to them, eat more fruit and veg alongside eating some meat? You're probably going to feel better for that as well. But they don't do those sorts of studies. They don't do those sorts of like, you know, case studies on people. They just go one extreme or the other. Um, yeah, it's, it's like with anything, extremes win in nutrition, but actually the, the real thing is in the middle. And vegans have this view that if you support meat eating or you support, um, you know, being able to include that in your diet, that you are against being plant-based. And I would say, no, that's factually incorrect. Like I encourage all my clients to be what I would consider plant-based, as in like the majority of their food would be single ingredient food that is grown. That's what plants are like. But people forget with plants, they just think veggie, veggies and fruits. They don't think starches. They don't think those sorts of things that ultimately like, you know, bread, you know, is plant-based. Like, that's fine. But that never gets brought into the equation, does it? Do you know what I mean? Because do what people do, do is... Do you grow your go, bread? You grow your bread, then? I do grow it in the ground. It comes out as loads. But, um, wow. but what people do when they go vegan is that they don't... Because they, they think, oh, I can't have burgers, can't have sandwiches, because most sandwiches that you would buy in the shops would have butter on or something like that. So the ones you make at home, you you know, you know probably just don't even buy bread because you think, oh, I wouldn't have sandwiches. Or I wouldn't have toast because you can't put butter on it or whatever it is. So they probably just don't buy it. And, and it's one of those where there's so many things that get missed out in the equation of the whole plant-based diet that people don't consider. It's like, no, you probably now just don't eat bread at all. So again, your, your, your options are limited there. And again, it could be that you naturally reduce calories from that point of view. So yes, you lose weight because all those foods you were eating before snacks and things, you're just not eating as much of. And it just, like I said, it just becomes extreme. And, and the reality is the majority of clients, I would suggest that they do eat plant-based and, and I would, and I've said this before that I'm not as big a meat eater as people think. I actually, if someone said to me you had to be vegetarian, I'd be like, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Like, I eat a lot of eggs, a lot of yogurt, a lot of dairy, and that's cool. Um, I would say 50% of my protein intake over a day probably comes from um, eggs and dairy rather than meat. So that's probably more plant-based than most people are. But I'm not against meat. I just don't eat huge amounts of it. And I just think people, again, it's it's not extreme, is it? No, it's never going to win anything. It's never going to win a fucking book contract or anything. But people seem to forget that just because you're not 100% vegan that you don't see the benefit of being plant-based. You're not. It's just, it's just that people think it's that, that whole argument for vegans. Oh, if you're not a vegan, you, you're hundred percent meat eater. It's like, no, like why, why are you being a Sith about this? Just, just, a berry diet is going to win. That's, well, it's boring as it is. It's like, it's just, and all of these, there was the, the, the nature of that the uh, the game changer thing. It was so cherry picked, and it was you could make the exact same documentary and cherry pick probably carnivores and people that are just just eating meat. That was just the fact that you probably can. Um, I'm not saying but that's going to happen because it it would be ethically apparently bad in our society to do that. But 
I wouldn't be surprised if there's another uptake of. Was there any arguments about the um, the climate thing in it? Not that I can remember. It was more a lot about of vegans. A lot of vegans have been going on about um, the effect of farming has on climate change and the contributions to CO two and stuff. And it's like, yeah, because yeah, farming some cows in the UK is contributing as much CO two as America and China are in all their factories. Brilliant. They're not like yeah. ridiculous. I think I saw someone post a graph on it the other day, and I can't remember who it was for the life of me. <laughs> um, they'll probably message me if they're listening. But um, <laughs> they they posted a graph, and it was like contributions of CO two production in the world. I think it was, and they had like agriculture. They had obviously like you know vehicles and factories and stuff. And it was like it was something daft, like point two, point three percent of like the whole world, or like maybe two or three percent out of a hundred. And it's like if you all go plant based, like they're still going to have to farm shit. Just more of it, then. If everyone goes plant based, it's still gonna have to have far more of it, and the factories gonna have to manufacture it all. Far just more that, volume of it. Yeah, it's just that cows, or whatever. I don't think cows farting is make is be that much of an issue. Do you know what I mean? I just think it's ridiculous, but it's, I just don't think that's an argument. Like, it was a metal show, mate. I mean, I don't think you really because it's just there's gonna be a lot of followers and people with <coughs> the more annoying thing is that whenever I'm gonna spend time with people outside of uh, fitness. They're going to want my opinion on it. That's going to be the more annoying thing, talking about it. And I know that's happened. I'm going to go out for dinner on first. I'd just be, just like, be really obnoxious. <laughs> like, no, I, no, I wouldn't even do that. I'd do the ice diet. Just eat ice. Ice, mate. Just ice, yeah. Cleanses you. And someone will go, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? Guarantee just it. water. It's just water. Just water. I guarantee someone will do it. <laughs> yeah, mate. It was a bit odd. Didn't really like it strange documentary they talked about firefighters as well and talked about uh, cholesterol and didn't realise that we were just like looking at when we were watching it we were just like looking at the lad who's getting interviewed and we were like of course of course he's going to come down in his like cholesterol I was like he looks a good 10-12 stone not 10-12 like 10-12 kilos overweight I was like mm. they're just going to restrict his calories and that's probably mm. what's going to happen nah it can't be because of that Tom can't because of that, mate. Like he's hit me like, oh, all, all my markers have gone down, my blood pressure's gone down, and I've lost some weight. Great, because you were clearly in a deficit. Um, yeah, because you're in a kind of deficit, and you ate more, more plants, you ate more yeah. fiber, you had more and, vitamins and minerals, which yeah, is that's what I would have suggested to him. Alongside, <laughs> yeah. alongside if you want some fish, just go nuts, mate. Yeah, just have a bit of that. Enjoy yourself. Um, very strange. So it's like the number one cause of death in firefighters is heart attacks. Caused mm. by meat, apparently. Definitely not caused by meat. Uh, <laughs> high pressure jobs, like dangerous situations, having mm, a lot of people right. rely on them, overweight, that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Definitely. It was definitely that burger that you had two weeks ago on a Friday. Mm, definitely that one. That's what you picked out. Mate, it was interesting, but we, we digress, I guess, with 20 minutes on that. All right, uh, we always got... digress, don't we? <laughs> Let's do uh, a few. We had a few questions um, that we put out. Like put out, people sent at me. Um, it was about another documentary, I guess. Uh, if you've seen it, your thoughts on the BBC? Who are you calling fat? Uh, don't think either of us have seen it. No, no. So I've heard about it. I've heard the. Um, I think it's like the body acceptance thing. There's yeah. some people that are a bit more like, I want to be fat. I'm accepted. I'm happy. I think there's others that... Um, Only choices, Dan. Yeah, I think there's others that are, <laughs> are, like, want help, need help, but it's not as simple as just saying I need to lose weight and stuff like that, I think. From what I can gather from watching it anyway, but I think there's a bit of... Um, I can't remember, I think Dan Osman, 
Dan Osman did a bit about it and I read I think I read his post on it and he was a bit he wrote a good I think he had a good write-up about it about how you know they come at it from the wrong point of view and I think there was a there was a like health at any size woman on there you know that movement like your health whatever your size you can be healthy kind of thing mm, not true um but I think he wrote up and about what she'd said about it and, and sort of sort of shot down a little bit of that and was like no like some of these things you said are just categorically incorrect um I think I don't quote me on that I'm just 95% sure that's what you put up <laughs> um but yeah and no, I haven't seen it did so I don't know I don't know either. Um, all right, there was another question, and I'm going to rehash this question because uh, VJ, that was, this was an awfully, awfully badly written. Um, awfully, awfully badly written. Yeah, 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 that was, yeah. That was, that yeah, was, yeah, almost, almost, <laughs> almost like, as bad like, as how I said it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell he was one of my clients for a good three, four years? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> he thought you spelled good. So, yeah. um, I, do you want me to literally read what he put? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do actually as well. So here we go, because you'll listen. Tom, how do yours and guys like the Muscle Mentors, RTS guys, ways of differ? Mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is uh, how does my, I don't know, philosophy differ mm-hmm. from chaps like Luke and Callum at Muscle Mentors and maybe Michael Golden at uh, RTS and Integra. And Josh, say- and Josh and Josh. <laughs> I would say, I would say, uh, first of all, we all have the same goal, which the is, same goal which to is to maximize our clients' performance and goals, you know, like reaching their goals. That's number one. The reason that we differ is that we have very different niches and clients. That's what I would say. Yeah, I think I just put it like, I'm going to say that 95% of the clientele that I would come with probably... I don't need. I don't need to do any of that stuff. I don't know enough about it. Um, do you know, I, I, of- I would say you're bang on. I would say ninety five percent of my clients wouldn't ever want to work with them, and I would say that ninety five percent of their clients wouldn't ever want to work with me or you. <laughs> yeah. Because and that's I mean, and that is exactly one hundred percent how bad our personalities fine. are. That is yeah yeah. <laughs> but it's that is one hundred percent fine. Like that is exactly what it should be. That's exactly how it should work. Like you should have a clientele that you want to work with in a niche that. Um, that is that is unique in their in their goals and what they need out of their training and and ninety five percent of my clients would have zero benefit of worrying about their training to that level and that degree. They just need to move and get a bit stronger. I mean, uh, I will be going to some of the RTS and an RTS thing, um, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna go in. Obviously, I'm gonna look at the ideas and see what's going on and. It'll be interesting to see. It's just we. I've taught. I've spoke. I spoke on stage with Michael, and we were. We were on. We're just on two very ends of the not ends of the spectrum, but we understand each other's path on our biomechanics stuff. And it's just like, all right. Well, I'm trying to produce power at the most force and kind of elicit the. I don't know. Least. But also both. But but also both correct. Both correct. Hundred percent. And we both use each other's techniques if we if we need to. Right. So if I need to dip into that and use banded stuff and create more torque across a joint or have a little bit of joint action because I need to manipulate particularly or I've, I want to isolate that muscle group a little bit more so I'll think about internal focus and being like the chance. So we talked about this three years ago on the podcast because it was, it was pretty much redolent if you palpate a muscle group, you'll get all mm. more internal focus. And this has been around in bodybuilding forever. And you're just like, all right, I'm going to touch your muscle group. It's... it's I, Print the research that came out when I was doing my bachelor's degree 
that's good, like eight years ago, that if you just palpated a muscle, it was probably like 80% more likely to be a high-end EMG. And we're like, all right, well, that's just internal focus because you know what you're meant to be like squeezing or whatever. It's, it's, it's stuff that's been around. So it's good It's good science. It's just maybe become more popularized and Michael has a great way of portraying it and understanding it for people. Yeah. Um, but I've always said that I'm looking for like the most power over a very short amount of time um, or strength over a short amount of time uh, over effort. And I'm not trying to create talk crazily. Um, it's a high amount of talk in a very particular way of motion. That's the, that's the difference. Like I said, it's just knowing joint. who you I'm, work I'm with. I'm thinking about multi-joint stuff. So it's very interesting. It's super interesting. I'm, I, I would like to know, and I will pose this question when I'm there, because I'm, I'm still on the fence and I don't know whether this will work. Um, and people can argue with me. And I have my preconceived ideas of when, when you do a single joint, um, I realise Brett, Brett Contreras has kind of done it, but not really. Um, when you do single joint exercises and you create torque across a joint and you're basically trying to only train one movement, whether it be hip adduction or just hip flexion extension over a hip or changing a torque angle just upon one joint. And then you say, all right, this person is going to get better at possibly triple extension jumping or some lateral bounding an in game sport and where stuff has to have kinetic linkage. So it's, like everything has to work at once. I don't personally believe that when you segregate it and only go to one joint, that it will be have a greater training effect than doing it with multi joints and kind of loading or manipulating the movement that you're actually going to do. I've, I'm sure there's some science out there about it, but I find it very, very, very hard to believe that that, that can happen. And that's just in my head. I think over the, the short, but over the time period, it would take you to improve your muscle gain in that one in, over that one single joint in in the in the muscle you're using. Because most of the time, it's going to be single joint. It's going to be one muscle you're using. Yeah. Over to see the the strength increase or the benefit over the over a long period of time in that one muscle that you need to see the progress over that time. And to just isolate that one muscle and go, it's because of that one muscle and not the training effect of the training you're doing as well. And if you're doing multi-joint movements alongside it as well, I don't think it would be any I think, different. I feel like you need to separate them and be like, either single joint, talky crap like stuff, or multi-joint and, and there's a reason that, And there's a reason that that element of training, that sort of style of training is extremely useful for anyone who's got an aesthetic goal because yeah. you can work solely on one. And that's why bodybuilders have taken to it and, and like, like the muscle mental guys love it quite rightly because their clients primarily are focused on aesthetics, building a physique, looking good on stage, not really bothering how they move and how they function in terms of their body as a whole and, and athletic performance because that's not what their clients are that bothered about. Yes, they'll get stronger over time in squatting and stuff. Of course, they will like over time because they're squatting as well as doing all these other things. But if you've got a client who's got less time, tr less training age, also has less training frequency in their program and less overall training volume, are you going to spend time doing that over, say, improving their squat movement and improving a multi-joint limb exercise? No, you're not because they don't have as much training time. So you're better off just hitting as much as you can in that short space of time. Plus, they might have, like you said, performance goals alongside it. They might have play sports. They might want to feel fitter for their running performance, for example. They might do half marathons or whatever. And again, it's that's going to help them more than 
spending 15 minutes to do what four sets of bicycles or quad extensions but to do them without perfect execution probably not as beneficial to them as doing some squats some reverse lunges or whatever alongside all the other stuff they're doing and it's that's just, again it's just knowing your your clientele knowing your client who's knowing the person who's standing in front of you yeah. what they require and what they need um, but I'm sure that they'll say, maybe they would say otherwise. I don't know. I don't think they would. I think that they are smart enough to know exactly why they approach their training the way they do, because that's what their clients do. And I'm sure they would say that, um, because they're extremely smart. So they know what they're doing. There you go. That's our opinions. <laughs> right. Fitness, colon, why everybody is an expert, dot, 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 dot. Everyone Face thinks palm emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're an expert in fitness because everyone has the ability to do it. Everyone has the ability to train. Yeah. Um, it's the That's same fitness reason and everyone, nutrition. Everyone every, everybody's eat, nutrition eats because everyone eats. Everybody's right. been everyone. to the, everybody's kind of been to the gym or been for a run. Therefore, has an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Whether it's correct, they have a preconceived notion about it, and right. they've taken forty-one percent of the people have taken an influencer's uh, advice. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I found these quite funny. Um, if a barbell fell on the floor and no one was around, did you really lift that heavy? It's like if you if you didn't put it on Instagram, did it even happen? It didn't happen, no. It didn't happen. So That's why I've not posted any of my training on Instagram for four weeks, because no training's <laughs> happened. It's <laughs> like, incredibly true. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan was basically a sack of potatoes when I saw him. I am a sack of potatoes. Sack I'm, potatoes. That's it now. Training, my training's been mapped out between now and December. Yeah. Dieting. Dieting between now and December. Crazy. You're going to see you're gonna see a flow of Dan's training videos mm. and then a remarkably remarkably similar to mine, I feel. Yeah, I'm just going to copy what you're doing. I told you that. <laughs> Easy, innit? So Dan's on the conjugate method for a, a while just because it's more fun. So. I'm just going to do deadlifts and just drop them on the floor. Mate, bowler. <laughs> see some of the response I got for that it was hilarious um, classic Dan so, so I, I was doing eccentric phase de- well no, it wasn't, I wasn't doing eccentric phase at all I basically I thought I was playing golf the day after and I didn't want soreness um, it was bad for golf normally and uh, so I was just I, just I need to deadlift I need to do speed deadlifts I'm just going to drop it because I'm taking out the eccentric phase so muscle tear doesn't really happen that's normally where it happens correct Dan I think is that right? Yeah, good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Responses for me dropping a barbell on the floor. To look hard. Who was that then? You. Me. Um, you like to make noise. Because you're a bad man. You is gangster. Meow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Depends yeah. on what you're training for. Explosive strength. Kind of. Fatigue management. Bingo. More damage. Muscular and eccentric. Ding, ding. Wanted to make your phone drop. Well, that did happen. It did happen. I mean, it happened again today. Um, I, I don't use my phone thing, stand, whatever it is, anymore, um, to get exposure stimulus and practice doing singles while minimizing fatigue. Ding, 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 ding. All good. All good fun. Also, you get lots of looks in, in the gym, don't you? Intimidate people. Yeah. Intimidate yeah. people, mate. Yeah. You're too intimidating, mate. Exactly. I'm massive. Um, yeah. And then, interesting one. I think we can end on this one, Dan, because it's a weird... Bit of a weird one. Best frozen foods. What weird category? Well, I said to you, the defrosted ones. Defrosted ones. You're just going for that. Well, I mean, not most foods you don't actually eat frozen, do you? Defrost- no, you don't. You defrost them. But well, ice cream, semi-frozen. Yeah, ice cream. It's ice frozen. Cream. Isn't it? It's frozen. 
But it depends because you can freeze a lot of food. So it's like saying, "What's your favorite I guess it, food?" I guess it's the fr- best. Like, because I can, best, you can freeze mm, pizza. Mm, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it's the best frozen food that you can get from the frozen aisle. It's easy. Biscoff ice cream sticks. All right. <laughs> That's not dessert. Oh, croissants. Croissants are they good? Frozen? Yeah, because when you make when you bake them at home, like, it's like freshly baked croissants. Incredible. Are they good? Are they? In, they're amazing. Yeah. Really. I've we sometimes get we sometimes get the mini ones are like a selection. Well, Tom, when you come to visit the weekend, we'll get some, mate. And we'll oh, right. we'll yeah, make I'm them. Doing that, yeah, definitely. We'll get um, you can get like little <laughs> mini ones, and like when you bake them, because they're still warm, it's like, yeah, they're amazing. That's a good idea. I'm gonna do that. Oh, change your life now, mate. I know. You can get twelve, <laughs> you get like twelve patrons. You're gonna be turning right fat bastard now in the morning. <laughs> yeah, everything's cheaper when it's frozen. It's crazy. That really but, is. The, but like, you know, with croissants, sometimes they're a bit stale, aren't they? You know, if you yeah, buy them, yeah. and you're like, oh. Yeah. Ones. Obviously, you can keep them. You know, you can have two at a time rather than having a pack of four. You feel like you've got to eat them all. They're never as nice. Whereas these ones, you make them at home. They're perfect temperature, perfect time. Don't put on a fan oven. Don't put on too high because then you burn the outside. Don't cook in the middle, mate. Best way to have croissants. Nice. All right, that's interesting. Because a lot of people I know just get the fresh ones and put them in the oven. I'm like, no, 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 don't do no, that. no. That's just they're gonna get rock, rock solid, isn't it? And it's gonna be too. <laughs> I was going to go, like, best frozen stuff, because you've you got to dip into your childhood, didn't you? Like, you've got, like, uh, chicken dippers, all that kind of stuff. Turkey twizzlers. Yeah, I still eat them, because Isabel has them. So. Yeah. <laughs> the dinosaur shapes. The dino- what, fish the fingers, Sam. Smiley faces. Fish fingers. Smiley faces are the one. I still remember when I was, i got to be 19, and I managed to set the fire alarm off at about 3 a.m. in my uh, uni halls. And everybody was super, super excited when they getting out fire alarm, doing the fire stuff at 3am because I had burnt my potato smileys. Mmm. Uni life. <laughs> it was so funny. And then, like, I just remember some, one of my flat, like, mates, this is Kelkwood Leanne, storming out. I was like, which prick decided to... <laughs> I was like, yeah. me! <laughs> hey! Yeah, that was me! Not even It's like, do you want some? No, you're not getting any now. <laughs> uh-huh. Pretty weird. Um, all right, mate. Any other business, Dan, from this flying show? No, the business, no. Um, unless anyone wants to join my coaching waiting list, no. ready for January, because obviously I know everyone thinks about it in January time, but you are going to have to probably join Dan's now. Dan's going to be like, it. the hard start was now. You can get your January bot no, you in December. Join. You can't join now, so you've got to wait January. Anyway, if, my point. If, if you do, if you say that, if you ever put a post out, you can get your January body in December, or like your summer body starts there. I'm gonna just yeah. kick you in the face. Kick me, in the, you kick me in the face anyway, mate. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Obviously, you won't be put on a vegan diet or a carnivore diet. It will be somewhere in the middle, probably. So yeah. don't worry about it. We'll find a nice happy medium. Um, I, but, yeah. Can I just have potato smileys and chicken nuggets? Imagine that diet, that'd be quality, wouldn't it? That's what, I, that's what I lived on when I was a kid. Um, probably explains the, the sort of the issues with my brain. But um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, if you are interested in, in coaching in the new year, um, like I said, just make sure you join now. We might have a chat now because you can then be ready for January. Because if you do want to start in January time, if you apply in January, you probably have to wait till March. So that's mm-hmm. not great. So. Well, I'm just saying, you know, just saying, I don't want to let people down, mate. I, mean, I like to give people plenty of time to prepare for this sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I'm actually telling you, Tom. Look, you need to lose some weight, mate. So you look, I'm a fine specimen, mate. You've seen my videos. Mate, also- you had two, mate. You had two dinners the other night. One of them was a burger, yeah. <laughs> and the other one was I went to Dan's Le Noir, uh, which is the blind person restaurant. And so we is- talked about this, didn't we? The, the, the restaurant in the dark. I yeah, said, surely you don't have to worry about what you wear. I Just go in joggers. We, we both we both dressed up. 
Why? Because <laughs> we're nice people, all right? They can't see you, Tom. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you wear. You can go in joggers and you can go in joggers and wear some smart shoes so it sounds like you're smart like when you're you But you're actually comfortable because oh, you're in joggers. It was such a weird experience, though, mate. It was so weird. I'm not, I bet for, not for the person you went, I bet it was great because they couldn't see you. So amazing. Wow, wow. I mean, you can tell about that later. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was super weird, though. You literally can't see your hand in front of your face. Sounds like a great dinner. Uh, sounds, like great. A, sounds like a great place for you to take someone to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> a, li- a literal blind date. It was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, can, sorry, love. Can we meet? Can we yeah, meet can in, we the in, in the restaurant? I don't, like... I, I don't want to meet. I'll just meet you in there. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be okay. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll live together. Of course we will. You want to get a cab? Nah, nah. I'm, nah I'll, I'll, I'll stay at the bar for a while. Yeah, I'll catch you up later. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. All right, um, on that note, there'll be another show for you guys this week. Crazy. All right, we will catch you in a couple of days. Peace out. See you later.